What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth. Uh, it's episode 103, I believe, and I have a first-time guest on the show today, comedian Ivy Cordova, joined me on this episode. And this is a very cool episode. Uh, I feel like I took a lot away from this one and also had a great time recording with her. Uh, she can be, uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Ivy Cordova, A-I-V-Y Cordova. And I believe she has a show coming up at the San Jose Improv and the Brea Improv next month. And you can also go to her Instagram and she has her dates and stuff on there as well. And if you do me a favor and follow the podcast on Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod, all one word, I'll make sure to tag Ivy when I drop the episode and uh, and everything and put links for, for that in the bio as well. Um, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't subscribed yet, if you're a listener, uh, if you check in often. Uh, subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. I'm trying to get back to my weekly schedule. And if you could also, uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple, please leave a review. I know I'm trying to build up the reviews on there. And I think there's also, if you're on Stitcher, you can also leave a review as well. So any one of those platforms you're listening on, please rate and review the podcast. I appreciate everybody that's been giving me feedback and things like that. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Bye. I first want to ask you because I was on Instagram today and I saw your post about last night. There was this this guy. I want to know more about this guy. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> so, okay. so like after so after the show. So to give you some context, uh, the show that I hosted last night. Not I. Well, I was supposed to host it. I didn't host it. But like the show that I was on last night was a uh, we own the left show, and that is which is based in uh, SoCal. Like the, uh, Tyson Paul is uh, he's a Bakersfield comic, and we met like a lot like a million years ago on Instagram of all things. And uh, I probably did one of the first shows when it was just a tiny little it was like in some little restaurant and he has since taken it to like clubs in uh, California and so uh he continues to book me because I was I've been there since the start and so okay the so just just to give you some background and so as it was all the comics that were on the lineup except for me they were all like LA like Bakersfield like SoCal comics and so um you know, most of the people that came to the show came for those folks. So, I mean, some of them were from, the, some of the uh, audience members were from the Bay Area. Some people didn't know who was on the line if they were just happy to see a show. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and then some people brought their family members. And so it was great. And um, we, some of us were inside saying thank you to the um, like audience and thanking the staff and like just getting our shit. And when we walked outside, apparently there was a guy that was yelling at some female audience members to shut up he, he was like you guys are screaming and blah 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 uh, apparently he lives like upstairs uh, like up in those apartments above the um above the club and which was so weird to me because like there's there's been so many nights where we've just been out on the sidewalk people are like routinely drunk in that area anyway mm-hmm. and we've never ever had any issues with like anybody uh you know complaining or anything like that but yeah. this guy got really, really aggressive. He started yelling at, um, I'm pre- I think I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, it was like some of the family members or the people that came to support uh, one of our headline, one of our um, at like LA comics. And, um, and he was really, 
just really, really aggressive, like threatening to call the cops on us Whoa. and saying all sorts of shit. And then at one point he got in uh, the face of another comic who wasn't on the show. Uh, so there were five, there were four, probably like four other people besides myself that got involved with like confronting this guy. So it was the uh, producer. It was um, a couple of male comics who had come to support and one of the female comics from LA. And so one of the comics that came to support he you know got up in the guy's face and then the guy looked at him and this and and, and the comic in question is uh, a latino and so he looked at him and he was just like people like you are the reason our country's fucked up and i was just like wait a second what Whoa. did this i was like what did this male karen just say yeah <laughs> he, looked sort of, he looked sort of like he was not okay and i was just like you know what why don't you just go back upstairs put your helmet back on brush the four teeth that you have left and you know like have a good rest of your night because we're gonna fucking be back here tomorrow and yeah. like, i don't want to run into this shit and he was just saying all sorts of shit just like he was like i want to call the police he wow. was like threatening all of us he was like all of you guys this is this is assault and we're like nobody touched you this is verbal <laughs> assault and mind you this guy this guy's at least like 300 something like you know again just to preface this i'm not fat shaming like yeah. i I am a chubby chaser all the way, but like, there's some things I will not chase. And this guy, <laughs> and at one point, at one point, he actually said the N word. And so I, I've never seen, and the producer of the show, no I've way. never seen him get upset. I've never seen him get upset, but he chased the guy into the street and the guy is like running into the street. And mind you, he's wearing like a hoodie and like sweatpants and his pants are falling off and they're, he's trying to pull up his pants. And right when he runs into the street, the police cruiser shows up and he was like, police, police, they're harassing me. Blah, 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 blah. And of course, like we're just, and the police comes, they come out and they talk to us and they know some of us because you know, they it's like North beach is their beat. Right. And so they look at us and you know, they look at us like, has anybody gotten hit? We're just like, no. No. Like, What's going on? We're like, um, well, we were just coming out of a show and this guy's out here screaming at some of our female audience members, uh, threatening to call the police on us and blah, blah, blah. And uh, don't get me wrong, dude. Like for me, like personally, like it's fuck 12 all day. But like when the cops actually take your side, that's when it feels like pretty cool. Right. It's just yeah. like it, I've never had an, I've never really had an issue with SFP. You kind of stand next to him. You're like. Yeah, like yeah. It, it like you guys are cool. And then he kept telling the guy, that guy that kept trying to like yell at us. And he went up to the the guy that was complaining, and he was like, "What did I tell you? Stay over!" Like, because the guy kept trying to get between. You know, the cop was like walking back and forth between us, trying to get like both sides of the story and yeah. whatnot. And then there were other cops that pulled up, and pretty much like he Holy at some shit. point. He was, there was like four cops in front of him. And, you know, normally this would be a situation as a person of color. Normally this is, this would be a situation where I would probably be nervous or my fight or flight would kick in, you know, that could, especially given the current climate of some of our recent interactions in the media with police, like certain documented things. So like, naturally I'm a little nervous, but uh, I'm not going to lie. It felt kind of cool to see this uh, non-person of color being surrounded by four cops telling him to stay out, stay, stay away from us and to leave us alone and blah, blah, blah. It felt validating. I was just like, how fucked up must it feel like knowing that this guy pretty much wasted like police resources on complaining about noise when you actively chose to live above a comedy club, like suck my dick. And I told the cops too, and I was like, uh, by the way, we're going to be back here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) And also too, like, like he's trying to he's saying that you're assaulting him like that's a yeah. serious thing to just accuse yeah. someone of yeah it's that's wild 
Right. I'm just like, if you're going to say that, then you might as well just let me hit you because like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to fucking say it, like, just... I'll show you a soft motherfucker. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm from Hayward. Okay. Like, you don't like, you don't want none of this. Like you don't yeah. want this. Like I just, I didn't come from the generation of, you know, kids now, everybody like has guns. And, like I learned how to do shit with my fists and you know, that's a skill set. Like, even though like I'm a, like I, I'm a I'm a grown up, 41 year old, you know, mother of a 14 year old, and uh, you know I've got a tech job, I've got a great life, like you know yeah. my life is pretty straight, but uh, that doesn't mean that I can't fucking fight, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I just like like even the people, even the people, like everybody in my family can fight, dude. Even the ones with master's degrees, like don't fuck around and find out. So and <laughs> it was just kind of funny because I had to tell the cops, I was like, yo, um. We're gonna be back here tomorrow. Like, so, I just, I, I hope we don't run into this kind of trouble like, again. Like, so, and, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I, I felt, I felt sort, I felt sort of fucked up because, like, um, you know, if I'm in a situation where I'm being confronted and the person in question has like a weird physical attribute, I'm gonna talk about it. Like, I, I was just like, why don't you go back upstairs because your teeth look like fucking Stonehenge? Like, get the fuck out of my face! Get the fuck out of my face! Like, you don't. Yeah. Like you don't if want you hold your if you hold your mouth up to the sun, I can tell what time it is. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it looks I was like, your teeth look like defective Oreo cookies that never have production. Like just your your teeth your, your teeth look like tarot cards. Like yeah. your teeth look like uh, fucking um cards against humanity. <laughs> just fucked uh, up. So but yeah, that's what that's what happened that's what happened last night. Damn. I was just and it was it was just it was wild too because like uh you know like I said the comics on the lineup yesterday they're all like from LA and you know they're like um they're you know like like pretty girl like they're pretty girls like they wanted to go out and have fun and party like is anyone going for a drink and blah blah, blah. and I'm kind of boring because I'm just like I'm never gonna be the one going out for a drink well first of all I don't drink but like I just for me I was just like I just you know I just want to chill with my friends and just find something I don't want to go to a bar I don't want to do any of that shit um I'll just see you guys tomorrow like maybe we can go out tomorrow before everybody goes home and so. I, you know, I was fully prepared to just have a boring rest of the night. And then that shit happened. I was like, that, <laughs> I was like, well, that was pretty eventful. That was yeah. pretty eventful. I was so excited to, I was so excited that when I got home, I told my son, I was just like, that's, that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Right. I, I, was, I was like, guess what mommy did? Cause you know, 90% of the time when I get home from my show, my son's playing video games, couldn't care less, whatever, or he's asleep or he's eating chicken wings or some shit. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just went up to him and I was like, Jacob, guess what I did? And I just, I told him all the fucked up shit that I said to the guy. Like I called him. <laughs> I was just like, put your helmet back on. I called him Dewey, like not another teen movie, like that scary movie shit. I just, I, I just, I just went like, I don't even care if you don't get this reference. You have to know. Right, right, like... right. <laughs> so fucking i was just like so out of control and i told my son everything that i said and he looked at me he was like mommy that's actually funny yeah. and i'm just like, thank god because you know I, I you know i don't know my like my son knows what i do for a living and he knows like you know he knows about comedy but he's not like he's 14 and i'm still his mom you know what i mean so he's never been yeah. particularly impressed but when i told him i was just like i made fun of his teeth and jacob was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like in that in that sense i felt like accepted but i felt like in that one moment my son thought i was cool and i was like you know what i can go to bed happy <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah. uh i was listening to some other podcasts that you've done and uh, uh people people ask you like I've heard the story on a couple of different podcasts of like your start in comedy and how like, you know, you kind of started and then stopped and then came back 
And, like, the part about coming back I find is cool. Like, the whole, like, story about Tony Sparks kind of, like, re- like bringing, basically, like, bringing you back into the scene, kind of introducing you back into the scene. Uh, I'm curious about, like, after that, because I know yeah. that you talked about, like, coming back, like, it was you kind of, str- like, it was a little bit of a struggle, and it felt like you were kind of like, uh, is this for me? And, like, when you come back and you, you do feel like you're kind of back in the scene, like, did you, was it just, like, were you just, you know, going and doing, like, was it, ever, was it every night, like, as much as you can right away, like, trying to, like, trying, like, is, did you take it slow? Like, I, I'm just curious about that, because it, yeah. it seems like you, uh, there's, like, kind of a gap from, like, what we know now until until that story. There's, like, you know, it seems like there's, like, some missing Oh, totally, totally. So, yeah, no, I'll totally fill it in. So, uh, just I guess just to give a you, you know your audience uh, who may not have heard the other podcasts, like I'll give you like the Cliff Notes version of like my origin in comedy. I was originally a theater kid. I started out in uh, at this theater in San Francisco. This is back in like two thousand five, two thousand six, called uh, Bindlestiff, and it was like a Filipino American community theater in the South of Market. Uh, that's where I met. Uh, Joseph Annalyn, who I still work with, you know, Joseph, right? Yeah, like, I so, think I met him once before. Yeah, so so me and Joseph, like, we he, we used to be producing partners, too. Like, we worked together. Like, we've known each other for years. And so we were both part of a workshop that uh, Kevin uh, Kamiya put together for uh, some of the theater kids. And cause, because at that time, I think he had just come back from doing, like, Gotham in, in New York or some shit. He was finally, he was getting traction as a comedian. And uh, he decided to put together a stand-up comedy workshop, which is still going on to this day. Like, it's had different facilitators over the years. And Kevin still comes back and does it. And there's been other folks that have done it, too. Uh, like, folks from the Bay, like Bay Area comics that have facilitated it. And yeah. uh, But, like, I was part of the very first one. And I, I think he just – I think he also did it because it's just, like, you know, there was people that – you know, we're not really like it's it's community theater, super fun. But like some of us are also just shitty actors. So maybe I think maybe it was his way of letting us know, hey, look, if you can't act, there are other options. So <laughs> so for me, like that was definitely so that's how I got that's how I got my start. And so probably out of that first class, uh, I don't remember how many people were in that class. It was quite a number of people. But I think out of that original class, only three of us are still in the game. Right. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, and certainly only probably me, Joseph and Kevin are the only ones that are probably still like, I guess, working. Well, Kevin's like way above me, like way above us. Uh, but like, you know, me, like me and Joseph, at least we're, we're, we're working clubs We're you know, we're getting booked pretty mm-hmm. regularly and things like that. And so uh, I, I did comedy from 2006 to 2009 initially. Um and it was kind of it was kind of fun because uh, so I have a so Jake my fourteen year old I I announced my pregnancy with Jacob at yeah, at um, at Brainwash <laughs> like that's it. and my friends were just like that's all funny like let's mm. let's get fucked up and I was like I can't they're just like, <laughs> like I'm, did you forget the news that I just yeah they're, just like, they're, they're like bitch you're serious and I was like yeah so so that so that's like that's how that happened um, I got pregnant I had a kid. Uh, and then I did a show in 2009 and this is the show that made me quit for like seven years because I absolutely, I ate a fat dick at this show in San Francisco, at San Francisco state. Uh, and it was a show, it was a comedy show that was highlighting, uh, Asian American female comics from the Bay area. So to give you guys some context, uh, I had a newborn at home and Ali Wong was the headliner and I, I ate a fat fucking dick. And I remember like right after that show, I was just like, even by my own standards, I ate a dick. And I was just like, you know, you know, actually, you know, now that I think about it in retrospect, it probably wasn't that bad, but like, you know, you just had a kid, you're hormonal, you know, you're jumping right back into it. And 
in all fairness too, like it's not like I was disciplined as a comedian in those three years that I was first starting, which is probably why nothing happened for me professionally. Um, because you know, when I started, I was I was in my I was in my mid-20s doing what, you know, before I got pregnant, uh, doing what most young comics kind of fall into, which is, you know, getting fucked up and like yeah. just having fun and not really like treating it like you know, with any kind of professionalism or respect. And so after that, I was just like, okay, I'm done. I don't think, you know, I got this, this isn't meant for me. And so I took like eight, like seven or eight years to raise, to like raise my kid, just kind of get my shit together too. Because in addition to like raising a little baby, you know, I, I was, I was sort of, I was sort of a mess. Like I, like I was trying to figure out my, my own life. I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, how am I going to support myself and just shit like that? Like I had yeah. to, I had to grow up. I had to grow up a lot. Like I was, I was a wild child, dude. And so when I came back um, in 2000, it was about 2016 when I, when I, when I finally considered coming back, because by then um, I, like my marriage was over. I was never married to my son's father. I married somebody else. Didn't work out. Um, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. And so like I um yeah, like after that I was just like I I knew I wanted to go back to comedy, but I just I didn't really know how to get started because like the only per the only person I still knew was uh Joseph. And at that point, Joseph was like wit like light years ahead of me. And so I was like, Well, I'm not gonna ask him to be like because I'm not at that level at all. Mm -hmm. So um the job that I had at the time, they sent me uh I was doing a lot of work in LA, and so I was like, Well you know, I have a lot of spare time. Let me, I was there for like a couple months. I was like, let me do like, I'm going to do like UCB classes. I, so I took a improv intensive just to, just so I can relearn how to be on stage and like do mm. stage presence and stuff. Because at that point okay. I'd been away from performance arts for like a few years. And then uh, at night I would hit like random open mics in LA, which by the way, uh, then as now are terrible and um <laughs> like the bay area is still like like top tier when it comes to um stage time and and you know the opportunities and such right so Some other people have said that on this podcast as well like they've oh, gone really? out, out of town out of state and stuff like that they always kind of like give the bay area high high praise there's so many like if you like it's, it's it, even if it's not necessarily a show there's always a chance in the bay area for getting up getting sort of some sort of stage time if you're in the bay area and you can't get any of that shit um either you have a very demanding job 10 kids or um you suck at your job and you should quit like i just like i don't i don't know what to tell you like there's no excuse yeah. right so so I did that for a bit. And then finally, like at some point, uh, I started going to a few like random mics in um, the Bay Area. Like, again, I didn't know anybody. I was just like, let mm -hmm. me just, I knew I had to start from scratch. I knew I had to do the work. Like there was just no point in, you know, me trying to like hit up old like people that I used to know in the past because a lot of those people had also quit. So I was like, you know what? I just got to start from scratch. It's fine. Like I just, mm -hmm. I humbled myself. And so um, the... The Tony Sparks thing, uh, Bindles, uh, Bindles, I'm sorry, uh, Brainwash had this anniversary show and I, I went, I didn't know anybody on the lineup. Well, I mean, I do now because it, I think if I recall correctly, it was uh, like Joe Gorman, who's in New York now, Valerie Vernelli who's also in New York. And uh, I just, I went to the audience and I sat down without talking to anybody. And then Tony Sparks came right up to me, put a cupcake on my on the desk where I was sitting and then gave me a hug and said welcome back and I was like, oh, so yeah. cool. like at that yeah. point I hadn't seen Tony in years and I cried all the way home on Bart yeah that's so cool up. like yeah I was like you know what I, <laughs> I should just take this shit I was like I'm gonna take this shit seriously so the biggest thing for me too was you know making the decision to come back to comedy and I was like you know if I'm 
if I'm going to do this, I have to treat this with the same amount of respect that I'm going to treat like my, my tech job, my day job, because, mm-hmm. you know, this, at this point, it has to be worth like leaving the house. Like, I, like Jacob was probably in grade school at the time that I decided to go back to comedy. Uh, I had, you know, I, I finally was making some traction in my tech career, which, you know, prior to that, like I didn't give a fuck because to me it was just, it was just a money job. I always knew I was going to do something creative, but mm-hmm. you know, once you have a kid, you kind of start thinking, okay, well, how can I make this last? And, you know, you gotta, you gotta do things right. Uh, because you're not responsible for just yourself anymore. And so, um, my work ethic at that point had was completely different in my thirties than it was when I first started. So, um, the thing, the things that I had to decide for myself were, um, like not getting caught up in the social aspect of comedy, not getting fucked up, uh, like not, not hooking up with people my first couple of years, like just mm-hmm. focus on getting funnier and remembering how to write jokes. Uh, and then at some point I went to the, I went to milk bar. There was a, there used to be a late night mic on, um, I believe it was Sundays, and uh, that's where I met uh, Phil Woods and uh, Dirty Mike, who are like the part of the Hello Funny crew. Mm-hmm. And so when they found me, that's when I started getting booked. Like I started doing some of their shows and uh, like eventually that turned into, you know, like, m- you know, the more shows you're on, the more you can network, you could actually talk to people and things like that. So yeah. uh, I made every effort to try to network and talk to people. And then at some point uh, I started branching out like outside of San Francisco because I was just like, you know, this is, if I'm doing comedy at all, I should get to know like other regions and not just get caught up in like just San Francisco because there's yeah. you know, one of my, one of my personal pet peeves is that I know that there are comedians in San Francisco that if you mention a name from, let's say as like a sad comic or like a, or like a slow comic or just like any, whatever. And some, some of the responses are like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, like you want to make this your line of work, but you don't know people outside of your own like immediate yeah. circle. Like you got you got to network. You got to mm-hmm. network. You got to talk to people. Um, you got to be a decent person, and just also, you know that 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 to me was like how I got got on my feet. And I think it took me a good 16, 17, 18. I I think I, I I'm pretty sure I was grinding for at least four to five years before like stuff started happening. And people started really kind of reaching out to you more than your reach yeah. out to them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think pretty much by 2019 uh I no longer had to ask people like to be on their shows or to like hit up a booking email or to send a offer to send a clip. Um that mm-hmm. I think that's around the time that I stopped having to do all that. The the thing you say about networking, I really like I I take that to heart because it's like I I I feel like I'm kind of being in Salinas down, you know, it's like the the everything is is like the other scenes that you're talking about, like the scene from here, there. That's everything, you know. So it's like I, I feel like, in order to get to, to be anywhere at all, like the networking thing is so important. Uh, and is that something that you feel like you take from like your, like your working in tech and stuff like that? You take that for and apply it here, or is it more of like you've always just kind of like seen that as like something of value? I think, I think it's a little of both because, um, like for example, like so, I've been working in tech for about seventeen years now, which okay. is just a really long time. It's like it makes me sound old as fuck because I am. And um, one of the things I learned in tech, and you know, I have to admit, like even though I grew up in Hayward, which is incredibly like diverse, uh, there were you know, it wasn't until I started traveling for work that I realized like just there's way more to like America and the coast and things like that. Mm. Like one of my very first tech jobs. Uh, 
what involved me like supporting a team that was all based in uh they were all like in the east coast like new england and you know up until then i never knew white people could have so many different accents i just I was just, I was just like, oh, you're from New Hampshire for sure, like, you know, like that. So, like, you know, just getting to know like different like, people and you know how they how they live and how they think and things, like, you know, just not like not making the assumption that everybody, you know lives the same way that I live or grows up the same way that I grew up. And so, and I think the more, like the more you, like the more layers that adds to your life, I think it sort of just makes you a more well-rounded person because I think um, I sort I sort of like equate it to my experience growing up and going to public school as opposed to like private school, which is like what 90% of, you know, my parents' friends sent their kids to because Filipinos, I think Filipinos that my, like that came here, like immigrants, like first generation, they, for the most part, some of them have this impression that private school, like private Catholic school, especially for Filipinos who are super Catholic, that private school is just better. And the fact is, it's it's not. It's not because you're, you know, essentially you're paying, you're basically paying for the environment that your kids are in. And the thing paying is, to be around those people. Like, well, the thing for well for me, like in like despite the fact that you know you're paying for that environment, that's not how the rest of the real world works, and that's what I found out. Like when I started like traveling for work, I was like, this is definitely something that takes me outside of my comfort zone. So I was like, if this is working for me, uh, in my in my professional career, it can probably only help me become a more well-rounded comic if I apply those same principles to uh, you know networking outside of what I deem to be comfortable, which is mm-hmm. why like I. I've never wanted to just be pigeonholed as, and it's not like, it's not like I'm self-hating, but it's, I've never wanted to be pigeonholed as, oh, the Filipino comic. Like, you know, I want my shit to be like universally applicable. Like I just, you, you look at me, like it's, it's already very clear that I'm Asian. Like, I don't want to have to talk about it. I want to talk about the other things that bring us together. And then at some point I can tell you guys about like, you know, some background shit and, you know, give people a chance to. Uh, to know about like my culture but like before that y'all need to see that i'm funny so you can respect me enough to fucking listen to me for five minutes Mm. that makes sense yeah and yeah something else that you said that i like hadn't thought about in this way was like watching other people's sets yeah like at the show and like like making sure to do that and like just the way that you like think of it like you're i think you were talking to corday and px when you said this it was like talking about how like you never know if you're going to like have a chance to recommend that person or give them or give them a shout out because you because they might not be doing that themselves and it's so true like I, I like i for the longest time like i never even really even thought of it like that i was like i think only in the past year have i really started to like look at it differently like and th- maybe it's because i'm doing the podcast talking to everybody and stuff and kind of learning more but yeah yeah I, I was definitely caught up and i still feel like i kind of am caught up in the things that you were mentioning and uh it, it, like the, just hearing things like this hearing those perspectives of like yeah you never really know when like someone that you know that is funny ha- you could just like give them a shout out or like 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 producing a show and everything you never know like you see somebody coming out like you they don't try to get on a show but they rip on stage you're like i'm gonna yeah. book this person you know it's like yeah it, it really is all up to like the people in the community to like lift each other up and like build yeah. it and uh, something i want I also wanted to ask you is like were there people in the community like when you started like that felt like uh like like the voice or like the kind of like Cause I feel like you're kind of like that. I don't know what I don't know what to this sound weird, but oh, I feel like it. like in, in like in like the bacon page and like talking to you and other stuff, like you're one of those people that I feel like it has like a good like 
like like voice when it comes to like a kind of like uh calling out bullshit like and like uh, like 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 it's nice to like i live i read what you post in bacon sometimes and i'm like i sit it makes me think i'm like damn yeah like i've done that shit or i've like been like that or i've seen somebody be like that and like was there people like that when you started that you kind of felt like you had that for you like kind of look at and be like or think of the things they say and like kind of like be like oh yeah i need to like you know i need to think consider that or like kind of model my behavior a little differently or or just like was there like did like people because it seems like the scene was a lot smaller that back then from what i talked to with other people and yeah. like i feel like there was probably you know some people back then that were you know like a, kind of like a mentor or like somebody to look up to yeah so like so for me so for me like when i think when i think about like who was really a good voice for me like i you know when I first when I first started like those first three years before I left, uh, and let me know if I'm answering if I'm answering this correctly. Uh, even though like Kevin in effect was our was our mentor, um, and he was a he was a fantastic person to learn from. I would probably say like when I came back, the person that I probably learned the most shit from uh, was Mean Dave. Like Mean Dave for me, like help because I like I already had a pretty good like no bullshit like bullshit filter, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I already had like I. Oh, dude, his is like. Ugh, oh my it. god, it's like it, right? <laughs> he could, he could be so brutal, but it's like you yeah. need to hear it. Like it's like uh... it's brutal, but it's but it's honest and it's yes. coming. It's coming from a place of like, look, I'm not trying to fuck you over, but like you're it's... fucking up, and this is yeah. how to fix it. You know what I mean? And I think uh... like so for, so for me that was like like meeting up like a like a personality like that outside of my own family because a lot of my family members are like that you know they're very they're very honest they're very straightforward uh you know it's and it's not to say that he doesn't care about people's feelings but like you know he he's just it, it all comes from a place of like honesty and just trying to be of service to people because ultimately like you know, and, that, and that's that's why like people t- people say this all the time like oh me Dave is actually nice like he is he is he's one of the nicest people like my parent yeah. my parent Jake fucking loves him like like and you know but the reason like but I think his shit comes from like a place of you know you're not like so much mean but you are like you have like high standards for how pe- like people's human behavior mm-hmm. and a very low tolerance for bullshit because you know ultimately why we're here is not like we're not trying to we're not trying to like gatekeep or be any like that kind of shit it's 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 about like having a life that's you know living your life to help other people like how can this help somebody and so for me it's just like i feel like i feel like in the comedy scene you know then as now there's a lot of people and those people get filtered out super quick by the way so people that run their mouths constantly but don't say anything useful or helpful or constructive like i don't want to be one of those people that's just known for noise you know i told myself i was like if i if i'm ever if people in this scene ever figure out who I am, because for the longest time I felt like I was operating sort of under the radar, you know, mm-hmm. like I just, I, I didn't know if anybody knew who I was and I didn't want to be known for anything other than being good at my job. Um, I was just like, if I'm going to be anybody to look to, to either look up to or take an example from, you know, I want to be somebody like me, Dave, like somebody that if you're going to say something like it's going to be useful, you know what I mean? Like, or it's going to be useful or it's going to make you think and reconsider some of your own weird behavioral patterns and think about like, okay, well, what is, what's going to be like, what, like, what am I doing to, um, you know, to like, to better myself and what parts of this, what parts of this scene can I, you know, 
exert some influence or, or, or help people or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or if anything, like, even you know, there's people that maybe don't want to be helped and that's totally fine. It's just like, if you don't want to, and this is something that I've, this is a rule that I've always held fast to whenever I do say stuff in bacon, because I'm pretty sure there's people that think that I'm like some fucking like crazy ass, like troll, just typing away, like fucking deleting shit because I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. like no, it's not like that. Um, it's just more like, if you're not going to say anything helpful, useful or constructive, like shut up or just move around. Like there's, you know, there's plenty of other people that'll benefit from something that's actually useful or helpful. And that's just, that's just what I want. Like, that's, that's, that's all I want. Like, I just, you know, I'm not here to like cut people down or to, um, or to like make myself look like I'm above a lot of shit. Like I, you know, I'm moving forward in my career the way that all of us are trying to, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to make sure that I do it right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something like you said is that you want to be known, like you, you want like the way you want to be known. Like I, I could say for like, I've, I don't think I've ever heard like a negative thing about you. Like when, when you get brought up, it's always like, Oh, Ivy's great. Ivy's awesome. Uh, like, and it's really, it's like, I like see that and I'm like, like, I'm like, damn, like I, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, like, like if, if my name's getting brought up around, you know, it's not like, I don't want there to be, you know, I got to work on that too. And like, that's, I think that, you know, you hit it right on the head of several times, like, uh, what, what you said, like, it's just, it comes down to like, you know, treating it, like treating it how you want, like what, putting in what you want to get out essentially. And, uh, like, I, I, I kind of want to ask you that with, too, because it's like the pandemic and stuff happened. And, like, you know, you, you were one of the people that was, like, on Zoom a lot, I saw. Yeah, and hell I yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm curious because I know, like, you – one thing that you said at the Mountain Brewery one time that I really took away is, like, comedy's not going anywhere. I think you said it to somebody else. But I, like, heard that and I was, like, it, like made me think, like, like you're right. Like, it's not – like, I always feel like I'm missing out sometimes or I feel like, ah, fuck, like, I need to – be there or there or like why like you know and it's like it's you're you're right in that and i'm wondering like you like when when the pandemic hit what did is that like a thought in your mind like with zoom were you like am am i just gonna are you gonna am i gonna wait or am i like i'm curious because like you kind of it seems like early on like you, you like obviously for different reasons you step away you take a break but like the pandemic happens there's all these things that kind of force everyone to you know to stop oh, but then sure. you're like then you're still you're on zoom you're out, like still pursuing you know i'm just curious like a, like there seems like there's like a shift like like when there's like now it's like you know there's like a break but you're like fuck that like i'm <laughs> i'm going for it still like so for me like when the when the pandemic first started i I had like I I knew I knew that it it was hard too because like right around the time that the pandemic started like I was I was getting I was starting to get better shows I was starting to travel like way more for for comedy and it was it was going pretty awesome but like when everything happened I was just like um you know I don't think I want to do what people are like I there there were two extremes like there's people that are just like fuck this virus isn't real let's go to like outdoor open mics like let's just do all that shit and then there were people that are just like well I'm just gonna quit comedy until it comes back because I don't want to do zoom comedy and for me I was just somewhere in between because uh I was quarantined uh, I mean I, I talk about this in my set but like I was quarantined with my entire family I was quarantined with my with with Jacob I was quarantined with my with my with my parents who were like uh in their at the time they were like in their late 60s or like 71 now but like Mm-hmm. I was uh, quarantined with them because they were visiting and they, from the Philippines and they got stuck here. Uh, so we were all in a house together. And I was like, well, I can't do anything that's going to put them at danger. So like for me, it was like really a safety issue. But I was just like, if people are going to if people are open minded enough to want to do Zoom, like at the very least, I was just like, let me 
because I because I do communicate through Zoom a lot. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. to you now from my work account, technically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I was, just, I was just like, it's the pro account. Like hell I don't yeah. talk every thirty minutes. And shit. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah. hell yeah, like work smarter, not harder. And so mm-hmm. I, I was just like, if we can do this, like, and make this remote thing work for you know, like, if we can make technology work for us uh, in a professional technology based environment, like, there's no reason why that can't be used for comedy and even though like dude of course of course none of us want to do this of course none of us want to be like make some noise and it's like swear <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. or like like make some noise and you see somebody like eating like fucking soup and like barbecuing and shit i was just yeah. like 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 this is the last thing i want to do but like you know it's like what's what's the other option like you're not you're not networking you're not keeping an open mind uh and for me like i just went into this with the mindset of i'm just going to treat this like a networking thing because you know like of course if any of us wanted to do like a regular ass comedy show like with a mic and a stage somewhere like that's of course we're gonna pick that but like we're not in a position where we can do that without somehow compromising either safety or principle or just some shit so i was like um if i'm gonna do zoom shows let me be strategic in the way that i do my zoom shows because this will be a great time for us to either get to know each other on you know whether it's like uh whether it's doing people's podcasts or playing Mm -hmm. online games where you have to get creative which was also i'm not gonna lie it was super fun and then also doing zoom shows with people like honestly like zoom shows allowed me to do stuff with people that i would have i would have had to travel to like la or canada and new york or chicago and you know now that the pandemic is almost it's not over but like you know now that we're in a place where we can travel and like do live stuff again now i have those contacts and i've Mm. used those contacts to the fullest because you know you kept an open mind you're again it goes back to the whole like networking thing like you know just because something's zoom or even if it's just an open mic like don't you know don't dismiss the opportunity to be able to talk to somebody that's either, you know, that's outside of your region, somebody that might be worth keeping in touch with because, you know, you can, they can help you out. And, you know, if they come to California, then you have the option to also help them out. And it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it just comes down to networking and being useful to other people. Okay. So that makes, that makes sense. You just saw that value in it and you're like, that makes, I can't not do this. Like yeah, yeah. And, okay. and also, I think what was cool about the pandemic, I mean, people could say what they will about having to stay home. But like, I feel I honestly feel like it made a lot of us bond because there was there was a group of us, too, that we would we would stay on Zoom after um, I want to say it was one of uh, it was like one of. Clay I think Manning. I came to one of those shows. You came and, to one of those hangs, um, right? So, and it was like, yeah, everybody was just chilling after. And uh, I think they're like, yeah, you can. Hang. And I remember where it was just kind of like. It was like this, but with like yeah. seven or eight people, people for a little like bit. Yeah. People. So I think it was like after prompt night, like there were, there was a group of us that started to like, we started to just stay on zoom and pretty, that pretty much that turned into us zooming every single night. And, mm-hmm. you know, now some of us are on like group chats with each other. We travel together we do things together. And, um, you know, and all of us to some degree knew each other before the pen, obviously we knew each other, um, but like we had not like talked or kicked it or bonded to that extent. And so um, that, being being under like surviving that together sort of i think brought you know it brought people closer it made us bond with each other and yeah. you know even though like a lot of us are now just out in the world like back to normal like we're we always still have like that bond with all those people that were there night after night like talking about either you know what we're going to do when we're going back to comedy or uh showing like sharing our screen and showing our favorite fucked up youtube videos <laughs> yeah. like you know getting to know each other like on, on another level that you don't normally get to do in a green room because you know you're there for a few minutes and then you got to go do your shit and then go home it's like team building kind of 
Yeah, uh, yeah. That's like, what it sounds know, like to we me. We hella bonded. That's so important. Is you know because I just I, I've been doing I've been doing comedy for a while now, and even though like I had you know obviously like you know I had I had friends, but like I was always the person that usually had to like go home right after the show. Like I just mm-hmm. I was like I, I was like I gotta catch Bart. I gotta take my kid to school. Blah blah blah. But you know at some point like you know my kid got older he got more independent and then as we got to know more people over uh zoom i was like you know what i'm not a bad person if i want to stay around and talk to people a little bit more and so that's that's what i ended up that's what i ended up doing and so it changed it it zoom was a was a blessing and a curse in that in that sense oh yeah that's that's cool to hear because that's just yeah the opinion I've asked that question about Zoom to a lot of co- different comics and the opinion <laughs> is just so like left it's just either way and it's yeah. cool to hear that like yeah it's cool to hear that you know you kind of just we're like yeah we got to do this we got to this is a different thing but we're gonna stick it out and I see you're still doing Zoom shows too which is cool it's like it's it's still kind of lingering like there's still a few that happen yeah. every now and again uh which is i think it's i think it's i don't think it's ever i think like for the reason that you said like being able to bring like comics across coast together i don't think it's ever going to go away for that reason i think it'll just as like it as we you know as things change and like the like everything go moving to youtube and stuff like that with a lot of these comics i think that like zoom will kind of just linger around and be a thing and i also like i also um i consider myself to have grown up in the internet generation. Like I, I'm 41, right? So it's like uh, back in the, so our our um, internet, our internet generation was like, it, we were ICQ, like live journal, like Zanga, like all that shit, having webcams and blogs before blogs were a thing. Um, and then just talking to people, like meeting people like on the internet and shit like that, like not to catch a predator style, but like just, you know, just meeting people in like chat rooms yeah. and like there's like people that I've met like on the internet that actually are like my real life like real life friends now and so oh, um then I, I, I think I think being part of that generation uh helped to you know help to sort of make the transition to zoom like however temporary it was uh a little bit easier because it's just like okay well this is just like when I was communicating with you know the homie that lived in like that that went to uc davis that like i could only see over a webcam because we're both studying in different areas like mm-hmm. shit like that and so um you know i can t- but i can see also why it was hard for a lot of people to just sort of like reconcile what they what they expected out of comedy and not and feel like it didn't you know feel like zoom didn't really make didn't really make sense for them or given that so same hard. return like yeah, not like getting it, that laughter and right in front of them. So they're like, exactly. Oh. They're just like, they're just like, if I'm not, if I'm not in a rowdy bar or at a club or something, I I don't have a mic in my hand. This isn't real. And I'm just like, okay, well, you do Fucking you. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't like comedy as much as you thought you did. Huh? <laughs> uh, um, so I don't, I don't want to get like political and bring, uh, and that stuff up but there's this one thing that i saw today that's real that i like, have to bring up because it's completely ridiculous i don't know if you yeah. saw this uh elizabeth warren her like she's reiterating her stance so, like they're trying to bring it to law that like all uh like charger cables for our phones will have to be the same <laughs> and i just am like sitting here like, being like is this a real thing like that we're trying to discuss with what's going on right now it's like everybody right, has to like... have USB-C. we all need USB-C. like that's important <laughs> I didn't like. Okay, I did not. I want to preface this with I did not see that yet. But that felt like, like some boomer shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, like I just got used to lightning cables and now it's yeah, 
it's like shut up like people have androids people have other things there yeah. are people that still have flip phones like there's like it's true and it's and, 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 like politically speaking i don't disagree with a lot of her viewpoints but i'm like this is something i was like this is not i was like this i don't think this is the hill you want to die on like this is like no <laughs> like we're just like no like if you like it's like if we all have the same fucking no then that means like half of Amazon <laughs> is not gonna it's just it's not like i understand like yeah. maybe, maybe maybe one day when i get like old as fuck which is probably gonna be in like 20 years and i'm just like man like i wish you know i wish more things had a touch screen as opposed to like a computer chip in your head but i'm just like right gonna, yeah like it's evolve like we just we either have to catch up or just get ready just for complaining about <laughs> augmented reality you're like what the fuck uh, like it's just, it's just like imagine like imagine like we're on zoom right now but imagine that the only way to do it in the future is to like like whatever Google Glass was trying to be like back in the day, like they we just have to link up. Yeah, like, and then you see somebody like in a room that you're not really in, even though you're like sitting in a chair, and you know that it's would like, be weird. You either you either that's the thing you either have to adapt or you're going to have to get used to 20 years of your kids yelling at you on how to use technology, which is what you know. I remember like I like I had to like Frankie Marcos, who's one of my good friends and also a really fantastic uh, personal trainer. He has an awesome joke about like. Uh, showing our parents how to use like technology and like go to the settings and shit like that mm -hmm. and i'm just like i feel like that's i feel that one so hard because i remember i went through that like trying to teach my mom how to use like the internet and how to use facebook and then now jake looks at me like what do you mean you don't know what this code is it's like bitch i don't play this shit like i work <laughs> i was like my only involvement is direct deposit bitch like this is <laughs> Like go on CNET, talk to your god, like talk to your grandfather, or like shut yeah. the fuck up. But don't talk to me about. I don't know what this is. Like, just, like, it's, so, yeah, like it's through the generations. I think you know we're all gonna, you know, it, it, it's it comes from having that whole like just being making your peace with technology. It's gonna keep evolving, just like everything else in life. And so you either just have to adapt, or you're just not gonna do anything. You're gonna get left behind. Yeah, that's how I feel about like. I think that's applicable to comedy too. It's like either you adapt or keep an open mind or uh, get used to people not knowing who the fuck you are, and then you have to start over. Or not see, or yeah, or not being, or not posting, because that's another thing too. Like you're mentioning technology, so like I feel like you, like, like your social media, like it fairly, like, fairly active, fairly like it's like you know you do a great job of like marketing and stuff, and like I think, uh, like a lot of that too is stuff that you know if you don't. If we're not paying it, like that gets left by the wayside, I think, and like people kind of don't uh, don't realize that that's how important that is, yeah. and uh, it's uh, <clears throat> I think that it comes from also to like just being like I remember I remember fucking having to learn how to like change my background on MySpace, like how to, <laughs> and from like a how, from a glittery one to an even more glittery one. <laughs> Like going and downloading the code and then like putting yeah, the yeah. code in the page. And like, that was like the first thing I think I ever really learned how to do on a computer that was like, I felt <laughs> like I was important. And yeah. like that, just learning how to do that stuff. And like from Facebook to post, like it's crazy how, like I remember showing my grandparents Facebook and then now I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should have shown my grandparents Facebook. Like I, I feel like it's... <laughs> I feel like it's like a double-edged sword almost with sure. like technology's becoming that like like you're like you're saying like it's like we're gonna be yeah we're gonna be like able to just like put something on or like always have it always available always there and it's like yeah at a certain age it's like do we do we just decide like I'm I'm tapping out from the the 
from the tech. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm done with it. Like I think, I think going folks, old school. <laughs> I think there's folks that have done that to a certain extent because like there's people that I know that like they refuse to get a smartphone. Like they still use like a fucking razor. And I think, I think it like, I think for some people that I knew in my personal life, it took Blackberry like shutting the fuck down for them to be like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just get a new phone. <laughs> you know, like, shit like that. There's no more phones with buttons. I was like, you're not going to have that, like that actual keyboard. You're not going to have like a rollerball on your fucking phone. Like you're going to either have to touch screen or get a Nokia, which at this point is like the same technology as what we used to have when we had cordless phones. Like, do you notice that? Like cordless phones are the same size as like old school cell phones and that's that's one of the things i talk about in my jokes i was just like i was just like i like i I, and i talk about this in the context of a sex toy i'm like it's the same size as zach morris's cell phone on saved by the bell when i which when i think about that shit it's like like zach morris's cell phone like when he pulls it out goes time and when he pulls that shit out that is the same size as like cordless phones that we used to have like vtech and shit i was like Mm -hmm. Technology moves fast. You just you got to keep up, man. You got yeah. Keep up. Like having a house phone is like something that it feels it's a landline. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I remember that shit. Oh, I I had a friend in college that uh, his roommate had one on purpose, and I think it's so funny that he would like <laughs> he would just give out a landline number to the, like their house in college. He just had a landline there. It was yeah. his phone, and I'm like, that's that's so like that's so funny to have like <laughs> just like here like call me at this time like i'll be at home that's like like do you remember like when you signed like when you like when you signed yearbooks in like middle school the phone number that you had to put down was your fucking house phone number yes (laughs) so it's just like i think about like landlines and i think about like when i think about like old school shit that shouldn't exist the two things that i think about are um (laughs) the two things that i think about are like uh fax machines like why does this exist and people that have people that don't use gmail i was like what do you like what the fuck is <laughs> i was like who the fuck still has pacbell.net like pacific bell doesn't even exist bitch. I, like, do, I do feel a certain type of way if i get a, an email address and it's not from a gmail i'm like yeah i, I don't was, know about i don't know if i even want to open this dude like, right. i was like i was like hotmail like why like just close to like oh, and i remember hilarious. like this actually happened like i think a couple of weeks ago where um I, I, I don't know if you saw this on the news but like um internet explorer was actually made obsolete because now they want to now microsoft wants to transition it to their other browser which to be honest with you i didn't know that they had another browser i just i didn't even know that like microsoft that like internet explorer was still a thing i was just like mm-hmm. I, I assumed that everybody was either on like uh either on firefox chrome or like safari if they're apple users like i, yeah. I was like this still exists like to me like <laughs> We to me that's like in the same category as like uh, Netscape, which we used to call Nutscape because it was just so. Like, <laughs> it was just like, why does this exist? Like, who the fuck still uses this? Like, somebody that still yeah. has AOL.com email address, like, get the fuck out of here! Like, Internet, somebody has yeah. dial-up, like, bye. Internet Explorer feels like when you used to have to turn your TV to channel three. <laughs> like that's what, that's what it, that's what it feels like it's like channel three for your like, computer it's like <laughs> like exactly like ch- like before hdmi cables existed like no it was just channel three and then you have to plug some other shit in you have to fix the antenna yeah. and then if you, if you go all the way to channel 100 maybe you'll see porn like just that's, <laughs> that's when tvs used to be the same size as like a microwave and then when they started making oh. huge tvs i was just like this is so i was like i'm thank god for flat screen tvs dude it is flat screen even went through a weird phase it had like the projecting projector they were like this they were fat and then they got like 
they went super slim. I remember my uncle had one forever. It was like a 75 inch flat screen, <laughs> but it was, it took up the whole corner of the room. Like it, you, it just, it touched the back of the wall. It was like a, almost like a perfect triangle and it was just set it in this corner and it was impossible to get out. And it broke. It was impossible to get out of their house. Like, <laughs> You know, the other thing I never understood, I never understood the concept of picture in picture. So it's like, does does the person that's watching the small picture, do they have a separate set of headphones? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I never understood that. Like, what if, like, you're watching two completely different things? Like, what if the person that's watching the big TV is watching football and the person that's watching the tiny screen is watching, like, C-SPAN or ballet or, like, some sort of political like days thing? of our lives. Right. It's like, how do you watch that? Like, and you have people screaming around you because it's, like, fucking Super Bowl or some shit. Like, I just, that's, t- it's like, at this point, just get a fucking, get your own TV, bitch. Like, just mm-hmm. get your own TV. Like, I don't understand why that exists. It's like, I still don't. I still don't. I couldn't. Yeah, I had friends that always would get the, I don't know if you know, but the NFL ticket where it's like you can watch nine games at once. What? And what? Unless, unless unless you're gambling, I don't even understand the point. Like, I'm a sports fan, but it's, it's yeah. just a lot. Like, I couldn't. Yeah. I remember trying to watch. I would just get so overwhelmed. I would go to the other TV where there was just one game on. I'd be like, I can't right. even look at this. Like, this is just. Why, like, why does anybody want to? Like, if you want to watch nine things at the same time, why don't you just go to Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why would you put yourself through that? Like, it just as somebody with ADHD, like, I think my head would just fucking explode. Like, I just don't think I can do it. I just, I, I yeah, can't do it. it's. <laughs> just... Well, uh. I, I just want to say this is uh, I really appreciate you taking the taking the time to do this today. Um, I, really, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, I want to just, you know, let people know like where they can follow you, where you got shows at coming up soon uh, and like all that, all that kind of stuff. Of course. So uh, I, I'm just social media is funny, but like you could that's where you can find me. Like it's funny because like if I wasn't a comic, I don't know that I'd be involved in social media that much. But um, because I'm a fairly like private person, but like, I think it's been super helpful and a good tool, honestly. So uh, follow me there. Follow me at uh, Ivy Cordova, which is, that's my, that's my user. It's, it's my government name. It's just, that's where you can find me on, um, on Instagram and Twitter. And I actually finally updated my old school website after like two years. It's not old school. I mean, it's on, it's on Squarespace, but like, you know, I finally, like I added a new bio. That's where I started listing my shows again in case people just, there's people that legitimately don't like social media. And I understand that because Mm -hmm. um, they're old. And so like they just go to ivycordova.com. You can see like my list of shows that I have. I have an updated bio uh, and then the gallery and the archive. It's not really, it's, it's just really like flyers and shit. So you can kind of like travel through it. Like if you're bored and just, you can see my, like my professional trajectory Uh, tonight. I'm hosting a show at Cobbs, the same one that I was talking about earlier. Hopefully we don't run into the homeboy, (laughs) but I'll be hosting that if you're, if anyone's in the San Francisco Bay area. Um, what else? I, I, um, I'm at the, I'm at the, I'm San Jose Improv in August. That's probably the next big one I have. And then I'm doing Brea Improv for the first time uh, in August. But, you know, for the most part, like I always like my Instagram is probably where I update the most so that I usually put my 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 monthly schedules, my weekly schedules and my Instagram stories are always where I post the flyers. So there's always um, and you get you get the you get the fun parts of having to go through my stories and look at the flyers and listen to old school music, because I feel like like once I learned how to put music 
in uh, my Instagram stories, I was like, yes. So I put like, oh, you put some bangers. I'm not gonna lie. I been, <laughs> I'm like, I hear, I'm like, oh, that's a good one for for Flyer Pro. I'm like, damn, like that's that's the, that's a good song. Like, it should be a journey. You know what I mean? Because yeah. nobody like people want to scroll through stories, like whatever. Like we don't want to see reposts. But it's just like if you have some shit like PM Dawn, like it'll take you to a different place. Like Houdini. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta we gotta show we gotta show these young bucks what real music used to sound like. So. I mean, I can kill two birds with one stone. That's what I do. So that's where you guys can find me on all the social medias. And yeah, uh, like if and if, if you see me at if you see me at a show, if I'm hosting, like don't hesitate, say hi. Uh, I don't drink though, so don't buy me a drink. Save your money and uh, try not to get a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, uh, have a good show tonight hopefully yeah hopefully that fucking guy doesn't show up that would be... <laughs> uh check my instagram story i will just yeah. i will i will go yeah, get wrong. a get a picture of this fucking guy i want to see this guy now if he does <laughs> if he does pop out get a photo of him <laughs> oh my god that's gonna be great like if that happens again i will go instagram live and i never go in i've never understood really instagram live especially if people go on there and like start crying it's like no <laughs> <laughs> I've come across. Oh my god! Like, why I've come across that? that. Oh, it is. It's rough because you can't. You can't just. You can't scroll past it. That's the part that you can't. Like if I see somebody crying online on live, yeah. I'm like, Yo, are you good? Like I can't. I don't even know them. Or, or if, you get, if you get the notification that, that they're live and you accidentally click on it and then you're in there and then you're watching and they see crying. that you joined. That's yeah. Dude. You can't just click out because I can't be like, Oh, this guy's crying. Um, he might shoot himself, but you know what? I didn't mean to be in here. So X. <laughs> I just I don't want to be that person. You know what I mean? So yeah. you sit there and watch this motherfucker you barely know just start crying and shit. And I'm just like, Do you have like a GoFundMe? Uh, but you don't want to insult them by by assuming that they're poor. Yeah, there's so much shit to that. So, but I will go Instagram live if we run into this guy again. Hell yeah! Just so you guys can see that I'm not just talking shit. Like he legit has Stonehenge, Easter Island shit looking teeth. Like that's it. <laughs> just. Oh my god! Hell yeah, dude! It was so it was so good catching up with you. Seriously, it was. Um, and uh, I will. I'll let you know. Um. I have. I should have. I at that new show in Santa Cruz. I was, and I'll let you know when how frequent it's going to be. I think this next week they're just. Uh, it's like the first one, so we're going to see how it goes. But congratulations! Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to get you on that for sure. So I appreciate I it. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>